0: Well, I am joined now by one of Ireland's foremost actors, uh, Stephen Ray. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Very welcome. Happy them on. Ah, good morning. Oh, <laughs> Let me, uh, next week you are back treading the boards uh, as part of Landmark's big 20th anniversary. They're yeah. back at the project where it all began. But you are starring in Crap's Last Tape, which is was written obviously by a friend of yours or certainly someone you got to work with, Samuel Beckett. Before we get end it, remind us a little bit what about what crap's last tape is all about.
1: Well, first of all, I wouldn't say I was starring at it because I'm the only actor in it and so I can't help but be center stage you know but um um it's about a man who makes a tape every birthday he's a writer but he makes a he makes tapes every every birthday and listens to the them. The next birthday, and come to assess where his life is going. And um, it's, it, well, it's in the title. And it's he's making his last tape this time.
0: Was there an inevitability about you playing this role? Um Like it's an iconic role, but did you did you think that at some point you would get to to play it?
1: Well. You know, there's, he he does listen to these old tapes, and I decided some years ago to uh, make to make the tapes earlier. You know, I'm, I'm so twelve years ago. I I did all the early tapes rather than do them two weeks before the show. So I was obviously imagining that one day I would do it, but you have somebody has to ask you.
0: So you hadn't recorded it for. Any production company or for anyone else? This is just something you did for for yourself.
1: Yes, just put it in the top drawer or and then forget about it. I actually, lost the tape when I, I lost the CD. Had to get them back from the person that recorded them.
0: And then that must have been amazing for uh, Anne Clark and uh, and Landmark. To, when they look, like when they did, they know that when they asked you that you had had sort of gone and done this for yourself anyway.
1: Well, I I, I wasn't. Yeah, I said. Oh, by the way, Anne, I have the tape. They have the earlier tapes, and I think she was. I uh, well, I think she thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what was going through your mind when you made when you made those tapes back? What whatever it was, twelve years ago. Like, were you drawn to the text?
1: Oh, listen. Uh, it it's the most incredible text, and so I uh, I was. And I'm blown away when I listen to it now, not because of what I'm doing with it, just the the. The structure of it, the rhythm of it, the music of it, it's fantastic.
0: And also, it, it was just so wonderful to be able to do that because, as you say, the whole play is about, um, I suppose, even a, a conversation with a younger version um, yeah. of of yourself.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Um, how do you feel, like, I mean, about taking on the role? There have been so, so many iconic actors um, that have done it. Patrick McGee, um, John Hurt, Barry McGovern uh Michael Gambon how do you did, did you get to see any of those um versions or how do you feel about I,
1: I've seen um I have seen on film um McGee but you know I would I did Endgame with McGee yeah. so he's a special friend of mine and a, a special hero uh so yeah I'd be nervous I'd be nervous about mm-hmm. that and and then I saw years ago the the great English comedian Max Wall do it and um, something about Max was so right for Beckett, you know, uh, because that humour, Beckett loved that hall humour and
0: kind of quite whether, type. You,
1: you can't get too obsessed with, with what other people do, you know, because you have to find your own way.
0: Talk to me about um, meeting uh, Beckett and getting to to work with him, because that must have been incredible um, for you to do that. Was that with, with Endgame?
1: Well, it was. It, it was um, incredible. He's um, the most... Um, he has a very firm intelligence about his own work. He knows what it should be. Uh, and sometimes directors don't know what it should be. But in this case, Vicky knows absolutely yeah. what it is. But um, no, it was it was incredible to To be in his company, and to hear his wisdom on the work that we were doing, you know, and and of course McGee, the Crap's uh, Last Tape was written for McGee, um, so he was familiar with him for a very long time, you know.
0: Bring us back to um, to Endgame, because that's when you worked. You were quite mm. young at the time. I don't think. I was. Yeah. You don't even think you turned. still um, quite young. You me? are still quite young, and we'll get there. But I don't. I think you got that role when you were uh, twenty nine. Uh, the role of um, Clove. But it. It was kind of sometimes the way that things go in life. It was actually because of the the death of another great oh, actor.
1: Yeah. Oh, listen. Yeah, Jack McGarren, one of the greatest. Um, he gave me my first job in in London um, in Shadow of a Gunman. And um, I, I I adored him, you know, and I adored his work, and so it was tragic when he died very young, uh, you know, really. But uh, and and Beckett loved him too, absolutely loved him. I think he was uh, Jack was his favourite actor, and uh, so and and Jack said um, that working with Beckett transformed him as an actor from being just a regular character actor to being being someone who understood the importance of theater you know and 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 so and with McGee, the same thing is true and with Mary Keane I always put those three together that uh, you know I wish more younger people would have a look at their work because they transformed uh, Irish character acting you know they they made it of of an intelligence that had pre- previously had been ignored you
0: know were you intimidated uh, having beckett in the in, in the rehearsal in the rehearsal room at the time or you know was that a transformative experience in and of itself having well, been was... able to chat to him about his work which so many people have spent years and decades and theses trying to understand and work out
1: yeah yeah i know i mean listen uh, the, the his work is very prone to misinterpretation or over-interpretation you know he but he well I, you know I have often quoted him as I asked him once about the meaning of a particular line and he said don't think about meaning think about rhythm and that's I think I'm saying that so if there's <laughs> any actors listening that's the key to acting and um, another one clove has to keep saying I leave you I leave you I said to him when he says it on this particular occasion um is he is he going to the kitchen or is he going to for good and Beckett said it is always ambiguous
0: yes and and, and the, that is
1: majestic and and in terms of modern acting and modern theater uh, it's not about some intense intention, necessarily mm-hmm. it may be about confusion, you know
0: and of course that's a big big theme that goes through his work, yeah you've worked with some of um you know the great playwrights and and directors you know you think of pinter sam shepherd beckett and um, of course uh, tom stoppard was there a kind of common thread between working with with them or did they bring out something different um in you as a as a developing actor
1: well i mean you mentioned sam shepherd and Harold pinter of course they were deeply influenced by beckett mm-hmm. the, of course. The, the the that his writing changed their writing or informed it from the word go as uh, with Sam, you know. So, there, there were, you know, If I say, as I said to Sam, I've worked with Beckett, you know, and his jaw dropped, you know, because <laughs> he couldn't anymore work with him because he wasn't around anymore. But they, uh, but they were hugely, huge, and actually, Sam Shepard and Pinter were both actors. So they were heaven to work with, you know.
0: Um, it is extraordinary and to not just have met them but to have worked with them. Can I bring you back to Crap's last tape? Um so much as with Beckett in, in one um act, but it's it's identity, it's reflection, it's looking back, it's um looking at the losses you rack up in life, the failures, the successes, mm-hmm. it's um and particularly with Crap, um, the the relationship with love. And I'm just wondering what do you make now of the younger Stephen Ray of the life that you have led, like I mean, is is doing this work, forcing you to to look back and at at the various tips in your life.
1: Oh, I just feel very lucky that I was allowed to do the job that I wanted to do, you know, and 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 really, any development in my life has always been in relation to the people. That you mentioned, I've worked with. I, I always had a determination to work with the best writers, you know. So I succeeded in that in some some sense, you know. My first experience of theatre was really sitting in my own room in Belfast, reading all the plays that I could mm-hmm. find, you know, and you know, and then eventually Freel and I formed a yeah. company together, which uh, had some significance, I believe in.
0: Well, I I think more than just a a. Sub- Significance Because, um, you know, when you when you recall that Field Day in itself was a cultural and sort of an intellectual response to the political crisis and, in, in, you know, in the north yeah. at that time. Um, and I think um, it had an incredible impact that still resonates today. W- was that the intention at the time when, you know, you and Brian came together to to produce this type of theatre?
1: Uh, well, we started with the idea let's just do a play, you know, and the play happened to be Translations, which is one of the greatest Irish plays written. Of all time. Yeah, and um, and then we brought in, as um, our board of directors, we brought in Seamus Heaney, Seamus Dean, Tom Pollan, David Hammond and eventually uh, Tom Kilroy. So we had very serious intellects around us and so that started to take us even further, really, you know, and uh, we we managed to get some really wonderful plays from people. And it, it had a huge impact, I know that, because uh, there was a way of expressing things. that wasn't uh, just about anger. It was about uh, an exploration of... What the losses had been, and how we should look to uh, recovering the losses. You
0: know. And when you think, um, you know, Stephen, back to that time, um, you know, we're we're both from the north. I remember mm. touring the the amateur drama circles much later on in the late eighties, nineties, as a as a young student with with those plays and. You know, even at that time before the peace uh, process, you know, the notion of travelling around doing plays and vans and, you know, <laughs> lifting sets and everything was, was, was tricky enough even at that time. But for the 80s to be to be doing that in the early 80s and travelling around the island um, with plays that were really challenging the big issues of that time, did you ever have a, a sense of that, the... The risk that, that you're, I suppose, taking in bringing these plays to communities, particularly when you're going to, you know, the Guildhall in Derry or elsewhere, did you ever fear the reactions that that theatre would bring?
1: No, my only sense of danger would be that if people didn't turn up, yeah. but, you know, people turned up everywhere because they knew it was about them, because we had gone into their uh, homeland and said, we're going to do this play. And they just right well we better see if you're going to do it we'd better be there so that it was a fantastic uh response from uh, an audience that didn't want to travel to dublin to see it or, you know wanted it in their own parish hall so it was a fantastic dialogue between the audience and and the company and uh Better than anything I've ever experienced.
0: When you look back now, or even at the time, did you think what you were doing, um, what you were all doing, and all of those greats, Tom and and everyone included, and obviously Tom passed away recently, were you thinking, this is courageous what we're doing with Field Day?
1: I think theatre is always courageous because it's got potential failure written all over it. And making it work and giving it your all is very, uh, requires a lot of uh, effort, you know, and uh, but when when you're doing you know, if you see a production of translations now, you realise just what a magnificent play it is, you know. And
0: how timeless it is. Yes, and how timeless it is. Yeah. And, and it
1: then is. recently, you know, the Ukrainian I, company I, I, came here and Performed and it was absolutely the um, the most exciting production I've ever seen.
0: The, the night I saw it, there were tears. People yeah. were just on their feet, but there were tears saying how how translation had translated across to yeah,
1: and they, t- they, that they were living it. You know,
0: yeah, yeah they it, were it was not an,
1: pretending to be somebody that hadn't experienced it. They were living it.
0: It it, it was it was incredible. I felt mm-hmm. so lucky to have got to seen it. Can I talk to you about you know like you know if. Field Day now, like I mean there's so much talk now of a united or a shared island where as an island we're really once again exploring identity and these big issues how how would Field Day or how does the arts respond to to that uh, conversation
1: Well I mean I'm working with a great man from the north called Peter Doran who uh, wants to do um, something about the indigenous world uh, all over the world you know um how they were subverted how their 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 understanding of the world was subverted by imperialism you know and that of course applies to here big time and uh i i i hope that we'll get doing some stuff uh, in the near future you
0: know yeah, and, and even that remarkable piece you did with uh, Claire Dwyer Hog, actually on, on on that short film you did with Claire on on Brexit, mm. was uh, was uh, fantastic as well. Can I ask you about you know the world we're in? We hear a lot about wokeism or a cancel culture or that you know everything's very binary and you can get shut down for saying or expressing anything. I think back to uh, the Crying Game, that amazing amazing film and the premise of it. You know, an IRA mm. man who inadvertently falls in love with a, a transgender woman do you think that film could be made now would be made now were you you know what was your kind of consciousness of that you know controversy when, when you were making it back at a time where we were still just I, I think in 92 we, we still uh, criminalised um, sexual behaviour between between mm. gay men
1: I know well Neil says he couldn't make that film now because that that has been met, Mm -hmm. that issue but yeah at the time it was incredible and uh, I mean wonderful and I remember when it was first on in New York, I was in New York and I'm walking down uh, Fifth Avenue and there's a gay pride parade coming along and they started they saw me and started chanting my name and it was like Unbelievable, you know, the impact, such warmth they felt, you know. And it's a truly great film, I believe, mm-hmm. you know. And the, 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 the best moment in it is to me and when, when my character says, look, I, ha- I can't stay in this relationship mm-hmm. any longer. She, he says, why not? And he says, you're a man. And she says, OK, well, before you go, kiss me and he kisses him, her, and he realises he can't leave. Yeah. That's an extraordinary way of dramatising what the whole issue of bisexuality is and all that, you know.
0: And that was way, way before um, it's time. You, you've talked about that recognition and look, you've talked with or you've worked with a lot of the greats, you've become one of the greats. Does celebrity or recognition sit easily with you?
1: No. Doesn't I I I don't I don't care for it really. Um, people in this country in this town are very, you know, they just greet you and say, "Hey, hi, how, how you doing?" And, uh, but um, I I'm not I'm not comfortable with fame, you know. Mm. No.
0: But it's part of it.
1: No, I. I I suppose it'd be worse to be ignored, wouldn't
0: it? I don't <laughs> it probably would. Um when you look back at, um, particularly your um, your your film work, um w- what would you rate as your greatest film work in your own? In your oh, own I think movie? the Crying Game yeah. is the
1: best film that I've been in. I saw it again recently. They've had a new print of it, and I just I said to Neil, "It's a masterpiece, you know, because yeah. on every level it works, and it deals with everything, all of the issues that we've all lived with." And, but he uh, Neil pretty much does great work you know and michael collins was very important work here about because it was an irish film it wasn't a hollywood film it was about the people who live here um so that, that's that's what i um mostly I'm sure I've been in something else good
0: <laughs> you've been in a lot of great things, and actually I was just wondering um now um <clears throat> you know when you look at your incredible portfolio across film you know stage um t v is there do you have a preference for any of the you know do you have a preference for stage or or film or do you like to having that variety of work
1: no well i I do like film you know mm. i i um I like it, yeah, I do. I love it actually. But uh, and and theatre is very, very demanding indeed. You know, eight shows a week. Got to get it right every night. You know, it's just, it's 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 tough. You know.
0: Can I ask you about, um, again, sort of bringing us back home, but to the arts scene in Northern Ireland? You know, here uh, in the Republic, we've got, you know, the prospect of a basic uh, pilot income scheme for the arts. But the status at um, home in, in the North is is creating very, very challenging circumstances for those who are trying to make um, their way and do the kind of work, perhaps, that you were doing back way back in the 80s with Field Day.
1: I know. Um you see, we were well. Freeland and I were lucky because we got we got money from the Northern Arts Council, and then we asked the Dublin Arts Council. They were more than keen to have us tour and do all that. So I don't know what people do now. You know, I mm. uh, I think theatres in a bit of disorder. It's certainly in disorder in in Britain. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 very keen on what I mean. There are s- sources of great work here, you know. I mean, Katrina McLaughlin is really something, you know. And and so, of course, is Anne Clarke. And then The Gate is doing very interesting work. I mean, we've got um, Hugo Weaving coming there shortly. And hes I've worked with him a couple of times. And he's really something, you know.
0: Can I ask you about, um, uh, because Craps Last Tape, the rehearsals were split to accommodate... Um, your trip to somalia recently um as a as a unicef ambassador what was it like um heading out there obviously the world is in a in a very very challenging place right now well,
1: it couldn't be worse really um it was it's very distressing to go to somalia uh, and see malnutrition and 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 famine and uh, and the terrible uh the terrible climate change issues you know that uh, you know that they they have drought and the the land hardens up and then when the rain comes the rain doesn't go away it sits on the land and 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 one of the most disturbing things i saw was, was a was a woman with she had about five children and she she'd walked for two for two weeks to get to this camp and she was uh, trying to she was breastfeeding her youngest child, but she hadn't eaten herself in days, so there was nothing for the child to feed on. Now, with UNICEF there, they were able to 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 try and do something about that. but like that, that is one of the most imponderable cruelties that you could imagine that a, a woman who loves her child. Can't feed it. I, I can't. It's, it's horrific. And so UNICEF does do incredible work, you know, and on the ground there and uh, and here. It's the biggest uh, charity well, there yeah. is for children.
0: And and the struggles for children. We just, uh, you know, we've now surpassed, I think, four thousand uh, children in in homeless accommodation. It's a it's a challenge even, um, in on our own island. Can yes, I ask, can I
1: just say yeah. that which once th- about this, what it makes me very, very ill about the whole homelessness thing. Mm-hmm. But when I hear government people using terms like uh, eviction or landlord, those are terms from a time of oppression in this country when people were put out of their homes, evicted. And I... I think they should start using different language.
0: Because yeah, they're, they're obviously a home,
1: home A home is a right. And it's a time they acknowledged it as that.
0: Where is home for you, Stephen Ray, right now?
1: Um, well, um, I, I, I live out in a place called Ballymadrock, uh, North County, Dublin, uh, with my two sons. And we go to Donegal as often as we can.
0: I know in the past you've said that your two boys have brought intense happiness um, to your life, and I know you were planting native oak trees uh, together during the uh, during the <laughs> pandemic. How, how are they doing? They're doing great. The trees and the boys.
1: <laughs> they're doing great. They really are. All of them are doing great. The trees mm-hmm. and the boys. Yeah, they're yeah. they're 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 marvelous. You know.
0: Yeah. Can I ask you just um, about um? You know the state because when you're doing craps last tape it's you're nowhere near the last tape, but you're probably at a stage of life when you're reflecting back and you you teased us a couple of years ago with the prospect of um a memoir um mm. how's that going for you
1: um, I forget <laughs> <laughs> um no i I don't know yeah, I'm supposed to be doing it, and I'm being pressed to do it and everything and um but you know, like I said, I'm a kind of very private person. You know, I don't, um, I don't really.
0: But, it. Um, but 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 what 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 would be the deal then for a memoir? Like, I mean, are you thinking back to your own parents and and the life that they led? You know, growing up um, in the time that you did what? Well, it?
1: I have a very different life to they had. You know, I mean, there's no question. But um, I, um, I i would I would just really like to write about the impact of uh, art film on on the audiences and how important it has been here you know I mean I look at the abbey i my remark about the abbey is that we had a national theatre before there was a nation, and that's how extraordinary the work of an artist can be and uh, so I, I'd like to maybe investigate that.
0: Is the challenge of a memoir, um, <clears throat> because obviously it's, a, it's an edited project, you're self-editing, you're self-censoring, you're choosing what goes in and what goes out, when you reflect back, what, what do you want to encompass in all of that? Because, you know, sometimes we read m- memoirs, it might be out of prudence, it might be out of interest, it might be anything at all, but w- w- with being such a private person, would you feel obliged to go into areas of your life that you perhaps ha- don't want to share?
1: Well, I wouldn't do it. Why? I, 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 I just I couldn't. I don't like nosy parkers either. You <laughs> know. I'm sorry. I'm not the right man to have a memoir. You know.
0: Um, it's um, it's incredible. Uh, we're for, for even for landmark actually twenty years. They're going to be mm. uh, celebrating back in, in the project. And tickets are selling out very very fast. Are You looking forward to the run, Stephen Ray?
1: Well I've no choice, I'm lined up to do it. Uh, so uh, yeah, I just, yeah, it's... Listen, I think it's a great play and I think we've found some very interesting ways to to do it, which are, I haven't seen in all the versions that I've seen. So, you know, and um, it's great that um, Beckett is still a significant writer, you know? I mean, he transformed 20th century theatre really
0: Yeah and for you uh, just before I let you go um, uh, just a lot of support for you Stephen Uh, Why oh why do we not have people like Stephen Ray running the country with his compassion his empathy and his wisdom can you imagine uh, what a wonderful place to be that was from Connie Uh, another text says Stephen is a legend and uh, finally Fiona says Derville it's so lovely to hear Stephen on the radio I'm a big fan of his work he's a fabulous ambassador for the Irish around the world uh, with his work and it has been Stephen an absolute joy uh, to have you with us in studio this morning Morning. we wish you all the best with craps last tape and Andy do, do write that memoir it would be okay, a good one well.
1: thank you very much
0: all the best we're going to take a very quick break now thank you email Brendan
1: at rte.ie.